It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Upfront program for this Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. And uh, just a note on that uh, advertisement we played for the Woonsocket Rotary Club. Tickets are available here at WNRI for that raffle. They're 50 bucks. And I want to thank Don H., who sent me an email this morning saying that he is going to uh, get a ticket for Project Charities. And also Roger L., who sent me uh, an email this morning and said, keep a ticket aside for me, and we'll be more than happy to do that. All right. So today is Wednesday, and on um, the weeks that there is a Woonsocket City Council meeting, we uh, invite uh, a council member to come and uh, speak to us about how they interpreted the council meeting from the night before. That was John Ward yesterday, vice president. And then the following day, we ask um, Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt to join us on the program and uh, give her an opportunity to uh, remark on anything that might have happened at Monday's meeting. And then we question her about uh, city uh, projects in general. I have a a punch list of topics, uh, whether it's... uh, the shopping centers in East Woonsocket to uh, the taking down of the water treatment plant uh, that is out of service now to what's going on uh, in other parts of the city, like on River Street. Anyway, that uh, punch list is uh, something that we um, go through with her and uh, try to get some information. She also um, has um, Steve D'Agostino, Director of Public Works for the City of Woonsocket, join us from time to time on the program. So the mayor will be here shortly. Steve D'Agostino is with us right now. Hello, sir. Good morning. How are you? Good. So, um, of course, we could ask you about uh, the toxic environment at City Hall. Is there a toxic environment at City Hall for Steve D'Agostino, or are you a happy camper over there? Is that a, is, should I, is that a fair topic? To, that's a, that's a more than fair, turn. and I'm happy to address that. Right. How do you feel about this topic? I, I feel, I feel it's, um, it's not accurate. Um, I feel that City Hall is a great place to work. I feel the mayor is, uh, has done a great job. Um, she's been elected, as you know, not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. And 90% of her staff is still intact. So I can tell you uh, unequivocally that, um, you know, most of the people at City Hall, there's always going to be a few that are not happy and they're never going to be happy. And, you know, that's, that's life. So, um, but uh, all the key players uh, have been here since the beginning. And um, is she a hands-on mayor? Absolutely. Um, does she hold you accountable? Absolutely. But once you gain her trust, um, I would say you're in a good place. And I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's always it's been the same position now for years that you know there's no uh, there's been a turnover. You know, director of planning and development. Well, you know, I, I'm going to tell you unequivocally, um, one of the best planning. Uh, people I worked with, directors, is uh, and David Boulay. And had he not passed, I believe he'd still be there now. Mm-hmm. He had a great relationship with the mayor. Um, and then the second, um, Scott Gibbs, uh, 
who's a friend of mine, personal friend of mine, and I asked him to come on when uh, there was a vacancy there, and he's probably one of the most knowledgeable people in that uh, in that area. But he never intended on staying. You know, it was just a, like a to help out, fill in situation. But uh, you know, I, I would say that that department uh, had the most turnover, and then your building inspectors. I mean, most of them went on to towns now. They don't want to work in the city. Too much work here. So, listen, bottom line is this. If you want to work, you want to be held accountable, um, this is a good place to work. Um, and the number one issue, and I don't care what anybody says, is money. Okay? It's money. Money, money, money. And I know the council made some adjustments to the assessor and... A planning director, and I get it. But 90% of the people that leave, leave for money. You know, Councilman Ward made reference to a person that was escorted out. Um, and by the way, that person worked for me, and I escorted her out. Okay? And I have no issue doing that. This person worked at City Hall previously, years ago. Okay, she did a great job. No, no complaints. She wanted more money back then. I said, you know, this is the pay. Can't do much more. Um, she left without notice previously. Fast forward about six, eight months ago, I received a message. She'd like to come back. Okay, no problem. Comes back, does a great job, doing a great job. I, I get a, a notice, a, a two-week notice. You know what? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. So when she gave her notice, I said, no need. There's the door. So that's how that went. That's nothing to do with the mayor. And by the way, I've, I've terminated dozens of people at the highway department. And they all deserved it. Mm-hmm. They either didn't show up. They were faking injuries, whatever. I had two uh, gentlemen recently, one as early as last week, okay? I get a call from my highway superintendent. He said, so-and-so is he's leaving today. I said, why? There's no issue with this person. We just helped him get a CDL recently. He got another job for $8 an hour or more. I said, well, we can't match that. I said, and but tell him, you know, no notice uh, that he's leaving. He's leaving at the end of the day. I said, you know what? Tell him to leave now. So that's how that went. Mm-hmm. But that's the number one issue that I hear even today. Money, money, money. I Period. Thought, I thought it would be a good um, time to ask you about the, this uh, environment at City Hall because the mayor isn't here. And you um, are an employee, right? And uh, right. so I just thought we'd get your uh, perspective on it, and you answered it nicely for us. Let's go on to another issue. Uh, I listened uh, to some of your comments uh, when you updated the council on the situation at Cass Park. And so as a layman, uh, I'm going to interpret what I think I heard, and then you can uh, correct me. I, I think I heard you say, uh, look at the... Uh, the gravel is worth more than it's ever been worth. 
because of inflation, the prices are going up and the gravel is in demand. We uh, heard from you earlier that uh, the vendors uh, who would buy the gravel are not interested in digging it up. You said you'd get back to the council with an estimate of uh, how much it might cost us if we did it ourselves. I think I heard around $150,000, $160,000 to uh, do all the landscaping and grading and taking away of trees and so forth to get at the gravel. And uh, that you could make up uh, that difference in the sale of uh, the uh, of the gravel because the prices have increased. And that's what I think I understood you saying the other night. But I don't think that Mr. Ward was was impressed with that when he was here yesterday. Well, uh, quite frankly, you know, I, and I'm going to be respectful to Councilman Ward. He's always respectful to me. Um, I find them to be professional. Um, but on, in this situation, in this case, you know, he was. I think he's wrong. And that's my opinion. Uh-huh. Okay? And you, astutely, that's why you're the radio mogul that you are. Yeah, a little Blackstone said, Valley. When you, when, when, and I listened to the replay. You said, well, didn't D'Agostino say $150,000? Well, yes, he did. You asked for an estimate of what it would cost to strip the land and, and put a machine there to, to load the trucks. And that's the estimate. So, I mean, what more do you want? You know what I'm saying? I said we have roughly 400,000 yards, cubic yards of gravel there. Now we determine a price. that the, Then you can get kind of a ballpark estimate of, of, of the, the cash value. So minus what it would cost us to, you know, secure the site, dig the gravel, whatever. And there you go. In my business, in my world, that's how it works. There's no... You know, definite price. You know, I'm not going to come in and say we're going to get 1.35 million dollars. Doesn't work that way. Okay, you you've got an approximate amount of material, approximate cost to do to uh, excavate it. There, that you know, you, the remaining amount is what you have. That's it. I give a, a sheet. Here's the sheet right here, very specific. And it's outlined in red of the cost. And I said, in that cost, do you see what it says? Yes. I, okay. I, I, is that not specific? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, everything is uh, okay. So I said, off. in that box. <laughs> Even there, Roger can read this, right? <laughs> there, there's some things in there that we can do ourselves or we can eliminate. Now, I know what highway workers could, can do and what they can't do. That's, that's my business. That's what I do. Okay? So... You, you know, he didn't understand what I meant by, uh, you know, things we can do and what we can't do. Uh -huh. So we'll leave that for the workshop or whatever. And I, I, Councilman Canoy asked for a workshop, and I think that's appropriate. But I'm going to tell you a little story, quick story. About 30 years ago, I'm, I worked for a company, and Chris Beauchamp worked with me, and uh, uh, Ricky Gentes worked with me. And there was a hill very similar to that one. And uh, the owner of the company said, you know, we got to get rid of this hill because we want to develop houses here. So he was in the gravel business and he said, you know, it'll take us forever to move this hill or whatever. I made a few calls. One was to Billy Hood. You remember Billy Hood? I remember the name. Right. Well, he was the largest around at the time. And uh, another gentleman, another friend of mine, Bobby Montero, worked for Billy Hood. And he can verify. 
Well, within four months, that entire hill disappeared, okay? And it was about the same amount of, of, of gravel. And the company made a lot of money, and they developed their houses. So that's how it works. Once it's, you know, it's known that you, you have gravel for sale, people come from everywhere to get it. And they come quickly because it's valuable. So that's one of the, the features of that project that makes it attractive because it helps pay, if not pay for the project. It helps pay for a portion of it. And I, you know, I understand there was picnic tables back then and whatever. And, and you said so eloquently, well, I don't care about the picnic tables. Uh, and, uh, and I know there's an aspect of, of that where people want to retain that. But it would be another beautiful feature because it would open that area right up. And you could see the high school and the other activities there. Um, and, it, and the new field, would, there'd be more space on each side from, for different events. So um, the current field doesn't, uh, it's, it wasn't designed for that. There was almost no space on the left side. Uh, it drops right off into the, you know, the, the body of water that's there. But uh, so it's a good project. We'll see if we can, uh, if we can make it work. And if not, so be it. Mayor, uh, the mayor has joined us. Um, there seems to be uh, some pushback, and this seems to be uh, politically inspired, in my opinion. So I was wondering from, now Mr. D'Agostino has talked about the costs. He's given me uh, a chance to look at the uh, breakouts of um, how much the gravel would bring in and how much it costs. But what about the political side of this war? Um, this is uh, a project that you've been pushing, and it looks like this uh, a project that other people would like to push back on. So do you want to comment on that, or are you just going to leave it uh, be? I'll just say that's not what we're elected to do. We're elected to do what's in the best interest of the community, the residents, the athletes, the people who enjoy recreation. And uh, if that's the case, <clears throat> uh, then that's shameful. But... Uh, we know that this is a good project. Uh, we've heard loud and clear uh, from folks that this is what they're looking for. Uh, it's long, long, long overdue. Uh, obviously, this is not uh, my idea. Uh, it is an idea that hundreds, if not thousands of people have had over the years. Uh, this is an idea that back in the 80s, when my uncle was, was the mayor... Uh, he wanted to move forward in this direction, and I would say that uh, 40 years later, uh, it had never happened. <clears throat> and actually, John Ward had said one day that he agrees this is where the fields belong. Uh, but a lot of people can have ideas, but it's a matter of executing those ideas. And we're looking to execute something that is a desire of, of the majority of the people. And it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Do you expect it to happen when it was all said and done? Oh, well, we've made a lot of progress. Uh, we unveiled the plan. Uh, we contacted DEM. We met with DEM. We got approvals from DEM. 
Um, the director has been working diligently on the gravel aspect of it. Uh, like he indicated, there are buyers that are sitting waiting. And, you know, time is money. And it is, it's, it's time to go. Any final comments, Mr. <clears throat> D'Agostino, on the Cass Park project? Yeah, so, and also, I'm not interested in redoing the current track, okay? That's, that's, that's a no for me, okay? Mm -hmm. That's not happening. So they can find somebody else to do it. I'm not doing it. So. And any further comment from you, Mayor, on this topic before we move on? No, I think it's exciting, and uh, it's something that we will keep moving forward with and in conjunction with the council and engineers, etc. And uh, we will, again, do something to improve the community. And it's a collective effort. It, it's not one person who can do something like this. It's a collective effort, and including coaches. And uh, that's it's an important part of it, just like the softball field that was, was built. Uh, we had input from the softball coach. They absolutely love it and uh, very appreciative of that improvement. When we opened the show with Mr. D'Agostino, uh, I don't know if you were listening to another station or listening to us. Did you hear him talk about the uh, environment at City Hall? I did not because I was on the phone with the oh. public safety director. Are you sure that that was who you were talking to? Uh, well, I was not talking to you and I uh. was not talking to your wife. All right. All right. Just checking. Anyway. He uh, commented on the environment going on at uh, City Hall. Um, he said it's, uh, um, he explained uh, a good, uh, good reason why, um, why things are the way they are, but it boiled down mostly to money. <laughs> There's just more money somewhere else than working in the city of Woonsocket. Did you want to comment on it because there was an issue at the, uh, that special meeting and it had video and audio problems and, and uh, you got, um, you got uh, excited about it, about it and weren't happy with the way that things uh, were going at that meeting. Uh, in a much more calm setting here in the studio, would you like to comment on what you think this is all about? I think it's fabricated. I think that, um, you know, I hope this isn't another one of those, oh, it's election season type of situation. And, and it's not healthy to create situations that don't exist. I mean, this was done the last election, the last election cycle uh, in a few different fashions. And, um, in fact, it was, you know, an investigation into the clerk's office. It's, you know, creating conflict and creating situations uh, that don't exist is unhealthy. So that's what's really unhealthy. Um, I'm just going to read a little something to you that I received on Sunday, actually. All right. uh, I wanted to say thank you again for giving me the opportunity to be an intern at City Hall. It has helped me more than you know, and I am so grateful to have been interning working under you and for our city. Thankfully, the experience I gained during internship has helped me in the process of interviewing and being a good candidate at Fidelity. And I just got offered a position there on Friday and accepted it. I could not have achieved this without your help, so thank you so much. I am so blessed to have this opportunity. That is on Sunday. I'm going to read... That was an intern that... Um... That was an intern. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, now I'm going to read one more even though I have more than one more to read. And this is 
So I'm sure you probably heard by now, but today was my last day working public works. I just want you to this know... This is the gentleman I told you earlier that just <coughs> left. Yes. I just want you to know it has absolutely nothing to do with the daily task or anyone there. I just got an offer to make $10 more an hour elsewhere, and I have to do what's best for my family at this point. I was falling behind on my bills, and even with overtime hours, I wasn't able to break even, never mind get ahead. So I made the decision just based on that alone. I thoroughly enjoyed working for you and with everyone at the Public Works Department and seeing what the daily task of what it takes to take care of the city I've lived in my whole life. I think you do a great job on making sure the curb appeal of the city stays on point year-round and all the stuff you do for the kids in our community. It has been a pleasure. All right. Thank you. Another topic. Mayor, uh, the budget uh, is... Uh, well, I guess it it showed up at the city council meeting, uh, such as it was on Monday night. And there's a lot more process to uh, this budget, uh, like a public hearing and things like that. But um, I was asking Mr. Ward yesterday, is this the kind of budget that will create, after all is said and done, the taxpayer wants to know either no new taxes or even another decrease? Well, where's that budget headed? Well, I can tell you that uh, there is some delay in the budget due to the fact that the city contracted with the company that it's contracted with. Uh, it has not produced uh, what they are supposed to produce for us, so it has caused a bit of a problem, uh, more than a bit of a problem, uh, which we're not happy about. And this is the type of budget when you have a reval where the value of houses at this point, because of the market, the value of houses has increased substantially. Mm -hmm. So because the value has increased, we will reduce the tax rate. So the tax rate will go down because the value of the houses have gone up. And in a, val in, in a reval year, which we've had this situation before, you're going to get a percentage of folks who see a tax decrease, a percentage of folks who basically see their tax bills stay flat. And when we say flat, we say between zero and $50 is considered flat. And then there'll be a percentage that will have an increase. And some could have a potential big increase. Some could have a potential big decrease, depending on what their house was valued at and what it is valued at now. So those are the numbers that, uh, you know, we work off of, which are the, the revals from the company that did the revaluation. And uh, we are working on those tax rates now. But I will tell you this, the commercial tax rate will go down and the residential tax rate will go down. But your tax bill will either go down, go up or remain flat. And when we say flat, it's that small change. Generally speaking, is there a category, however, that you noticed um, did go up? Is it like commercial real estate or multifamily houses or, yes. or private? Yes. yes. What category? So, so the multifamily homes, which are the homes where the investors have really been pushing those prices up. So when you're looking at two and three and four and five and six and eight and ten family houses, uh, and you're seeing a three-decker house that 
at one point in time, maybe a couple of years ago, was being put on the market for two fifty nine, and then you look in the newspaper and it just sold for four fifty. Uh, that is what drives those values up. So it is the consumer that basically drives the valuation of the properties. So with a six room. Uh with a one-car garage, uh, private piece of property, pretty much stay neutral? or uh I would say the, the, the folks who see a, a tax decrease or a, a slight increase, but more a tax decrease, are the single-family homes. But those multifamily homes where the investors have been coming in and really pushing those prices up, those are the, those are the houses, like mine, mm-hmm. right? So I probably end up on the losing end of the deal because I live in a three-family house. We're going to be back. We have some commercials to take care of. And when we come back, we'll come back. Okie doke. All right. Grumpy's is next. Seven-day-a-week dining at Grumpy's. Quality dining, casual dining. Remember, we have luncheons Monday through Friday, starting at noontime, $5.99 and up. And then Monday through Thursday, our $10 dinner special starting at 4 p.m. You might find baked manicotti on the menu, or honey jack chicken, or our special oven-baked meatloaf. Monday through Thursday, $10 dinner special starting at 4 at Grumpy's. Or you can select from our regular menu with so many choices. And our kitchen is open on Friday and Saturday night till midnight for your convenience. So, for quality dining, come on into Grumpy's Restaurant, holding our prices during these inflationary times. Pulaski Boulevard, South Bellingham, Massachusetts. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. You're around the Upfront program, and I want to talk about uh, a, a great couple, Kathy and Paul, who operate the uh, honey shop here in Woonsocket. And if you love food, you'll love us. We've got everything uh, there, a wide range of gift baskets and boxes and handcrafted jewelry and essential oils and fragrance oils and all kinds of food products and, of course, honey. And then there's our workshops. And coming uh, in early June, the first one we want to talk about is the bear-making class. And it's uh, spread over two weeks, June 5 and 12. And it's uh, the same time each, each date, 11 to 1 p.m. And we go through the steps of how to create India Pale Ale. You can do it at home. Of course, this is for 21-year-olds and over. Class is limited to 10 going to make five gallons of beer and then we'll split it with all the participants after bottling it this is a beginner's class how to make beer and it's offered by the honey shop and how to make wine that's coming also in june july august and september we'll have wine making classes and the wine making classes are tied exactly to the season like for instance in june Strawberries are out, and we'll be making strawberry wine at the Honey Shop. If you're interested in any of these workshops, and of course you can check our Facebook page, 
Give us a call at the Honey Shop on Park Avenue at 766-1488. And uh, we'll tell you about the class and maybe we will sign you up. Gourmet foods, health foods, natural remedies. You'll find them all at the Honey Shop here in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. We are back. The mayor is here. Are you here, Mayor? I'm here. Are you here, Mr. D'Agostino? Check. All right, chime in any time. Next, the dog park. I, uh, I don't have a dog, but I did uh, take a detour into it, and uh, I saw it, and uh, I don't know much, much about dog parks or dogs or anything like that, but it looked uh, pretty. Uh, so how's it going? Anybody using it? Absolutely. So we are getting rave reviews. People are very excited about it. Uh, and it is something, again, that is what I heard uh, throughout my years in office when I would be walking door to door. And especially in an urban community. In a suburban community, people generally have larger yards. Uh, their animal can run around, get some exercise. But in a community like Woonsocket, where you have, you know, a good amount of neighborhoods that are densely populated, it's difficult uh, for people to to head out with their dogs. And we don't want them using our ball fields, which is was very problematic for a long time. In fact, our public safety officials monitor that when they're out and about, and so does our public works department. Uh, and we have been getting a lot of great feedback. People have sent us pictures when they're there. In fact, I got an email at... 818 this morning. Hi, Mayor Lisa. We told our neighbors about the dog park. They said they would try it out and that they were normally driving to the Rentham dog park. So people in Woonsocket were driving elsewhere. Last night, they were so happy to tell us they love it and go every morning at 9 a.m. And they said, quote, we've made friends. I had never seen them so happy and beaming. Best endorsement yet. So this is, this is someone who actually takes the time to email, right? A lot of people don't have the time to email. They're busy. They're doing their thing. Uh, but, again, and wanted to share what somebody else thought about the dog park. So the dog park has been, uh, you know, going perfectly fine. And uh, I think it was a good addition for the city. Mayor, you asked me on the break, did I see Providence Business News story? And I, we subscribed to it online and we have a copy sitting on the desk i opened it up yesterday afternoon and then i got distracted and so if i had read providence business news would i have found something about Winsocket? i don't know if you'd have found something in the newspaper mm-hmm. um portion mm-hmm. uh, but an email did come out today mm-hmm. and maybe it'll only hit the next edition okay but uh rhode island is receiving rhode island uh, 3.1 million in, in environmental protection agency funding for brownfield projects, uh, which was announced by uh, EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, on Monday. And that agency is giving the Rhode Island Department of Environmental Management $2 million for the assessment of properties throughout the state. So they work through DEM and if people have uh, properties that they need assessing or they have state property. Uh, But the good news is the city of Woonsocket is receiving two additional environmental protection agency grants, 
one in the amount of a half a million dollars, 500000 which is for community-wide assessment work. And we're receiving another 650000 to help with our cleanup work at the Dorado property on River Street. And Brownfield, Brownfields are properties which, uh, you know, you look to clean up hazardous substance, you, pollutants and contaminants and things like that, uh, in order to be able to develop the land or reuse the land. And so we are extremely thankful and grateful uh, that we were uh, one of the recipients. I can tell you that from reading this and knowing uh, that this is proof of the good work uh, that is happening within City Hall and by the employees uh, within the planning department and the folks that we use, um, you know, to help us accomplish these things. So we are the only municipality receiving a grant. So when, when I read that, and I know for a fact, the state is getting money and the city of Woonsocket is getting money. Looks like we're getting a third of the money because when you add up the five hundred thousand for assessment and the mm -hmm. six fifty for Dorado, right? That's a one point one million. Uh, so, what do you if if six fifty is for Dorado earmarked? What would the other five hundred thousand dollars be used for? What kind of projects can you ascribe to them? So the the community wide assessment grant, which is the five hundred thousand. What that is used for is when we applied, we would choose particular areas in the city where we would think it would be beneficial for us to know if those properties were problematic. Uh, so if someone was looking to sell their property uh, and market it and take a, say, for instance, um, uh, Hazel Street is one of the, the locations that we identified. There are mills there. Uh, probably never had any environmental work done. So it benefits the owners for them to know uh, what is on that site. And it benefits them also if they're looking to sell their property because a buyer will come in and say, well, is this site contaminated? Uh, does it have pollutants? So this money will help us determine and, and what steps we need to take to potentially clean a dirty site in the city. So we have $500,000 available to mm -hmm. us. We have to find sites where we could maybe apply for $200,000 to do, let's say, Hazel Street out of the 500. And we got to, in other words, we just can't spend it arbitrarily. We got to actually assess it or assign it to a particular project. We have to assign it. It has to be utilized in a fashion that's acceptable. And we do get a little bit of leverage with it. If we find out, um, you know, tomorrow that behind your station is potentially contaminated and someone's looking to put in, you know, a 10, un 10 houses back there, mm -hmm. we can say we'd like to transfer some of this to utilize there. So we put down properties and some of the properties that we did announce uh, or, or apply for were properties in the East School Street, Hazel Street area, North Main Street uh, so we did put some down, but uh -huh. we have some leverage to move around. So you have some thoughts in mind for that money. Mm -hmm. Mr. D'Agostino. Yes, sir. Email her. What is the best piece of equipment to dig out a mound at Cass Park? And yes. ask the public works director if the city has uh, an excavator. And we, if we don't, how much does one cost? And... Um, then uh, the emailer says, my way or the highway public works director. Is, is, are you that um, 
hard-headed and strong-minded? Yes. Yes, I think you are. Yes. Go ahead. Please proceed with your answers. So, uh, and I've been that way most of my life, too, I, by the way. I believe I that, just, too, yes. Just Go ahead. Just develop. Um, <laughs> it actually is a sign above the door in my office. It says, my way or the highway. Okay? Appropriate. Uh, yeah, exactly. One of my employees purchased that. Um Clearly, right, yes, that employee right. doesn't have a problem working an with an excavator. Either. Is the best piece of equipment for mm -hmm. that? A very large excavator, probably a three-yard machine. Um, Caterpillar is my choice, you know, uh, of of equipment. No, we do not own one. Um, to purchase one, uh, you know, in this market, probably a couple hundred thousand dollars. Or you could get one used for. You know, hundred thousand. Um, but uh, do we have an operator for that currently? No, we don't um, at the highway department. And do we want that responsibility? No, we don't. So, um, so what do you do? Rent one? Just yeah, just outsource it. Mm -hmm. um, matter of fact, I have a vendor. Um, you know that I put out to bid every year. Um, his his, uh, his name is Ricky Gentes and. Um, he's been the vendor since I've been here, and I, I cannot, I can't think of a person who has helped this city more, and has been more generous than Rick Gentes, and uh, and he does more things like for free, literally for free. If I say I need a, you know, this machine moved, he won't charge. Whatever. He's just that kind of guy, and um, many people know him. He's a great. He's one of the best. Uh, people in that business, really. And uh, we've been friends for 40 years. So uh, he's a great guy. But that's what we would do. We would outsource it. And we want to do as little as possible, but we want to make the most amount of money. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And sometimes when you mm -hmm. put your hands on it, you, you're not making the most money um, because you're not equipped for it. You're not staffed for it. It takes a very particular operator to handle that kind of a, um, a cut, we'll say, because it's multi-levels. Uh, you can easily get killed uh, if you don't know what you're doing. Um, and uh, that's, you know, that's what I've done all my life, so I know I know the best approach. Mayor, I have a question for you. In your new budget that uh, has been proposed, um, with the increases in gasoline, um, we have a police department running on gas all the time, a fire department that needs uh, gas, and then we have uh, Mr. Uh, D'Agostino's department that must use a lot of fuel. Did, did you um, did you make, uh, uh, shall we say, increments in the budget for fuel and, and maintenance of, uh, of vehicles? Because that, that's a big new item, huh? Right, so fuel for vehicles, uh, oil, electricity. All of those things that we as a municipality and the residents of our city and everyone in our country, uh, we've been pummeled by this uh, horrible change in our economy. And unfortunately, we have to adjust for it, too. So, therefore, did you put extra money in the budget yes. for all that? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Did you help? With that, did, yeah, uh, your, I, you I put your contribution in? With my department. Do you yeah. use a lot of fuel over there? I do. Yeah. I love diesel. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and and hopefully the, the uh, in two more years, the, the price comes down again. But uh, having said that, uh, I, gotta, I have to leave, Mayor. 
Okay. And, Roger, and I was just going to ask you to explain why the diesel prices are so high. And well, you could have you could have taken us till ten o'clock this morning on that one. I bet you. Uh, well, you I think he's I got could. one answer for that. And I have a solution too. <laughs> and I know what your solution is. It's a very easy solution. Is it coming uh, November? It comes in November. Right. And uh, you know, yeah, right. it, it's just behooves me. Yeah. You know why you. I let him into that. Oh, yeah, I know you did. Yeah, you know. I either, why? I want why to make you have a nation that depends on on crude oil, and you you stop drilling and in, in, in a pipeline for crude oil? I mean, come on. I mean, you know, is it is it more environmentally friendly if you get it from Venezuela or or mm-hmm. Russia or whatever? Hey, I'll bring you in tomorrow for another Please. show. All right, thank you. <laughs> Please, thank you, Mr. D'Agostino. He's leaving, and uh, we have a. a call. Roger, before yeah. I leave, yes, sir. Uh, you're a, you're a very accomplished, astute broadcaster. Has your city ever looked better in the last eight years? Be honest now. I don't. I could. I don't have to be uh, dishonest at all. Of course, it looks great. Okay, yeah, the yeah. infrastructure and, um, ever been better. All around, um, I'm all around the town all the time. That's infrastructure right. looks great. Looks great. Fine. I like yeah. to. I like to run on streets that are uh, nice and smooth. And um, your and incinerator is gone, right? Yeah, <laughs> I admit. I can't. I don't even your know where it is. Your treatment plant's built. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I think I can build a football field, right? Yeah, you, you probably you can. Think? Right. Well, yeah, I think it's a possibility. Yeah, I think so. A too. good possibility. Yeah. So Get to have, your appointment, sir. Have a good day. All right. Do you ever argue with him? Uh, because uh, you, <laughs> I don't think, I, I think you got yeah, you'd be on the losing side. All right. Uh, well, listen. Let me just tell you, we've been working together for eight years, mm-hmm. and. Um, <laughs> Clearly, uh, you know he has a strong personality. He does, yeah. But the reality is our goals and the work we do are in line. Our vision is in line. Uh, What we believe in is in line. Doing the right thing for the community. Uh, Not inserting politics just to prevent progress uh, because it's detrimental to the people that elected us to be in these positions. And I'm fortunate. I still have... The very first public works director that I appointed, uh, you know, we we had temps at the beginning while I was looking, obviously, when you're a new administration. The same director of finance, the same director of public safety, the same director of human services, the same fire chief, and the same, well, our police chief. I kept Tom Carey. Uh, He actually said, I would like to stay on and work for your administration. And when he retired, uh, we have the same police chief as uh, the the first one chosen uh, once uh, Chief Carey left. We'll grab a phone call when we get back from our break. We're going to have two uh, restaurants right in a row. One is Ciro's. They're open today for lunch. And the other is Savini's Pomodoro. They're open this afternoon. For dinner at 4, we'll begin with Ciro's. Charming ambience in a cozy setting with scrumptious food and entertainment is a great way to describe Ciro's Tavern at 42 Cherry Street, Woonsocket. Stop by for lunch Wednesday through Sunday featuring new luncheon specials added by Chef Fernando. Check out our soup served in a crock and deli sandwich combos at 1099. 
or a specialty combos like Philly cheese and sirloin steak sandwiches served with your choice of soup, salad, Caesar salad, fries, or seasonal vegetables. And at the bar, appetizers, including house-mixed cocktails and sangria specials, they're all $6 every day till 5 p.m. I recommend the tequila margaritas. Come on in and enjoy your lunch at Ciro's Wednesdays through Sundays, or come in and wind down after work at 42 Cherry Street, Woonsocket. Ciro's of Woonsocket. Let's be happy again and wine and dine at Ciro's. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's. Perfect for any event. Soup and salad bar now available, and Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup, also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. Open at 4 this afternoon. One more announcement here from uh, a local Woonsocket business, locally owned and operated. Uh, Karen uh, Lapine, very, very nice person, operating the Waltz Clothing Business. And uh, they're right there on uh, Cumberland Hill Road, open Tuesday through Saturday. And what do we have? You know, it's uh, like a laundry list of stuff. Uh, the work boots, the socks, the belts, suspenders. If you're a working person, whether you're working out in the garden or whether you're working, uh, you know, for a painting contractor or or any other job, we've got it. The overalls, the, the gloves, the bandanas, the skull caps, the jeans, the flame-resistant clothing, uh, waterproof clothing. Great prices, too. Come and see, like I did, the... Uh, the great selection of merchandise at Waltz Clothing, 837 Cumberland Hill Road, Woonsocket. Check our latest arrivals out on Facebook. Say hi to Rocco, our pet dog. He's so tiny, you got to look for him. <laughs> he's the friendly mascot in residence. And he's and I'm not crazy about, uh, about dogs, but uh, this guy, Rocco the dog, I approve of. Approved by Roger. He must be a good dog. Let's get back to the show. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Okay, we're just going to grab a quick call here, see what this person has on their mind, and then we'll uh, we'll find out uh, some new news from the mayor. Hello there. What do you want to ask? Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Nothing Go ahead. Po- Good morning. Nothing but positive stuff. A lot right. of praise this morning. But I was there for the grand opening of the dog park, and I've been back at least twelve times, and. It blows my mind how a fence and a small structure can bring so many people to the same place and see so much joy and see dogs running around, chasing each other, seeing people starting conversations, seeing people laughing, seeing people ask, you know, what breed is your dog? Dog parks, they're they're so cohesive to a community. And I think a lot of people who don't have dogs don't appreciate that. They don't appreciate the importance of pet dogs. But I... Just like you said, though, people said I used to have to go out and rent them or Pawtucket. 
And just Sunday, I, I introduced some more friends there, and then we went out for pizza and milkshakes after sunrise. So I think it has a little economic impact as well because people aren't leaving town. But uh, no question, that's all I have. It's just a comment, and I hope you have a good morning. Thank you. All right, so, thank you. And, and you know what? He's right. He's so spot on. Everything he touched on is spot on. And then he is right because some folks came to the city to go to the dog park, and then they went to Sunrise for pizza and milkshakes. So there is, there is a lot of benefit to a dog park. And he's right. If you don't own a dog, you may not recognize it. But th- thank you for that. I appreciate it. Mayor, we're running out of time, and I'm looking for a scoop either in oh, retail scoop. or... Or uh, maybe a new organization or something. You have anything on uh, on your platter this morning of goodies? Well, let me, before I give you a scoop, um, I just want to remind everyone, because the weather has uh, changed. It's a little warmer. People are outside. They're working in their yard. And I'll get to your yard in a second, Roger. Uh, but uh, we offer something in the city that is not necessarily offered in all the communities throughout our state. And I think it's very beneficial. And that is our... Uh, cleanup where we pick up the leaf and brush uh, for a period of time in the spring and then it pauses during the summer and we pick it back up again uh, right before fall or when fall starts. So I just want everyone to know uh, you're out there raking, cleaning. Uh, This portion ends the week of June 6th, 6th to the 10th. And when you're putting all those leaves and everything in those big brown bags, uh, just please don't tape them closed. And also, if you're putting them in uh, garbage uh, barrels, please mock, you know, with paint or something on the side so they know. And put it out the same day your trash gets picked up, and they will pick up all your leaf and brush. And that'll end June 6th to the 10th and pick up again um, in September. But keep in mind that the Blackstone uh, area remains open on Wednesdays and Saturdays. So if you need to get a sticker, which they're free this year, you can get that from Public Works, and you can head there on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Any scoop? Yeah, so um, I don't know if you've talked about this or not, and I did mean to mention it to you, I think the last time, and that is uh, the long... I don't need my headset anymore, well, Raja. I don't know why I'm not. sitting here with these big earmuffs on yeah. my head. Um, but the former Pizza Hut on Diamond Hill Road yeah. is owned uh, by a company out of Massachusetts, I believe. And there is some construction taking place there. And I did uh, speak with, I believe, owner-operator and asked him exactly what he thought the atmosphere would be. And he indicated at this point in time that they're under construction and the plan is to have uh, a bar setting in the middle with chairs and probably a sushi bar. So it'll be Asian cuisine and it'll be more along the lines at this point in time of sushi, potential Thai food. So that is what's transforming in that building now and I think it would be a great addition. I did ask him I said is this going to be a Chinese restaurant with takeout or is it going to be something where more you go to sit and dine and sit at a sushi bar and he said yes he said that is the, the direction that we're going in. So you're telling, <clears throat> telling us that uh, maybe uh, with uh, Asian flavor cuisine a, a sit-in restaurant Correct. is going to be in the old Pizza Hut location. Yes sir. 
Well, I'm so excited about that. I, I am, too. I love uh, Asian uh, cuisine, and um, so that'll be a nice addition to the restaurant scene in Woonsocket. Uh, we have a minute to go. Anything you wanted to uh, share with our... No, actually, we don't have any time to go. Okay. Right? We'll right, have to save yeah. it for another time. All right? right. Well, maybe I'll come next Wednesday. Right. Well, uh, you can't come because okay. uh, uh, Nelly Gobia... Uh, no, Nelly is coming Tuesday. Next Wednesday is um, our lieutenant governor. Okay. Right. Uh, Sabina well, then Mantos. I won't be here, no, I guess. No, you won't be here. Right. Unless you, you want to sit. Out. Unless you want to sit down with her. Well, I just want to talk about Winsocket, so I guess I can't do that. Uh, we'll, we'll make some time for you. <laughs> oh, Have and I just day. want to say your, your, your lawn looks fantastic. My son actually called me to tell me, look at Roger Bouchard's grass. Yes, it's nice and green. Yes, it is. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, everyone.